The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. We are back. This is Paper Route. Good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening. Whenever you are consuming this content, we are here. This is a big Wednesday. It's a big Wednesday because it's a big week. It's a big week because there's a big game this big weekend. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Let's go. Biggest game of the year, B. (laughs) Biggest game of the year. 68 million people is going to bet this Super Bowl Sunday. Up 35%. I'm going to say this every single day until Sunday. BC. BC, who do you have? I don't care if it's in the run of the show or not. Andrew, I don't care if it's in the run of the show or not. I want to know it right now. I don't care where it's at. If it is. Who do you have? How much are you betting? What's going to be the score? It's Super Bowl fucking Sunday. Yeah. 49ers, $5, 24 18 <laughs> You better off not even betting your $5. What is your winnings going to be? $10, you can't even put a half a tank in. <laughs> I'm a safe better. Safe bet. Just go with it. Take- 25 bucks is a safe bet, not $5. $5 is a waste of your damn time. You make his risk light, light risk, light Man, risk. That's $20 more than I can afford right now. No, I'm just playing. That's, that's playing around with your might kids, be trying worth to teach it. them financial literacy. Hey, he was $5. <laughs> Five dollars. All, right, all right, so, make $10. so, so, all right. Well, let's take your bet out of it because your bet is not a bet. Who do you have? Who do you like? I kind of want to see the 49ers win. Only, right, not in, I don't want to know who you kind of who is going to win winning. and what is going to be the score. I'm gonna say Chiefs, and something's telling me 24 is gonna be one of the scores. So, oh I'm gonna my say goodness, brother, just give me the damn score. 24. 24 what? <laughs> 17. 24-17 Chiefs. Yeah. There you have it. Andrew Woo-Hoo. His bet is in. I don't even know if that's a 
<laughs> you know, sometimes you have the minimum bet, like you get at least twenty bucks. I don't even know if you can go to a sports book with that. $5. I might owe money on a five dollar bet. <laughs> right. They're like, sir, even that's our processing fee. That's their processing <laughs> fee, uh BC. Correct. BC. Uh, yo. BC from Brooklyn. What's good? In the building, in the booth. In the booth. What's the score and what's your bet? Ah oh, man, the score I'm gonna go twenty. 13. It's going to be like some a surprise score. And I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say the 49ers might actually pull this one out. 2013, the 49ers get it done. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan gets it done. Brock Purdy jumps into the discussion of one of the elite quarterbacks, which will be a part of our conversation or broadcast later in the show. Who are the elite quarterbacks? Are there two in the NFL? Are there three? There are four or five? How many? Not everybody can be elite. BC, how much are you betting on this uh, Super that, Bowl I don't know. I ain't, get, I ain't get that far yet, B. I ain't get that far yet. Let's see. We're going to see what, what, what we what we can do. We still got a can couple we, of days. I might, I can might we all the just, bet. Can we all just say 25 bucks? Let's all just take... Woo, can I get you from $5 to 20, uh, $25? We can do bet. 25 Hey BC, can I borrow a dub? Oh my goodness, this guy! <laughs> I got you. Don't worry, man. I was out because I was thinking about doing fifty. What? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Fifty's out. That's too much for me. I'm doing twenty five. <laughs> all right, twenty five. I'm for all of them. I'm us. out here. Yeah, I'm doing twenty five, and I'm gonna take Kansas. I'm not taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Listen, Damn. on paper, everything looks like the 49ers should win. It's amazing. I think they are the favorites right now. And, and, and listen, if it wasn't for Kyle Shanahan, I would have never been drafted by the Denver Broncos. May have won later rounds, but Denver Broncos drafted me because of Kyle Shanahan. He's an amazing person. He's family to me. Always be family to me. Thank you, Kyle Shanahan. And I want to see Kyle Shanahan get it done. Why would I want to see Kyle Shanahan go his career and, and the narrative be he can't win a big one? I don't want that. I like Big Trent. One of my all-time favorite teammates, jerseys hanging up in the facility, is John Lynch. John Lynch taught me so much as a rookie. Love John Lynch. Love, love, love John Lynch. Want to see him get it done. But, man, they're playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. And there was so much against, uh, you know, pushback against the Kansas City Chiefs. We know what happened the second half of the season. If there was a half-decent team in the AFC West, they wouldn't even be in this situation. They wouldn't be in the Super Bowl. But they gave them room to breathe, just a little bit of room to breathe. Their backs was against the wall. And look what Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, and Travis Kelsey, and Coach Spagnola did. They just turned it up. That's why you just, bro, when you, when, when you have a team down, keep them down. You can't let them in a big dance. And now think about Patrick Mahomes' confidence, guys. Like we're talking about one of the greatest ever and one of the ultimate competitors. The man can do it all. He can play golf. He can play baseball. He can play basketball. We learned that yesterday. Like, you you mean it's like, think about that. Oh, my goodness. You gave me house money to play with? Y'all gave Patrick Mahomes house money to play with. He's out there playing fearless. He's free. Y'all said it yesterday. He's the biggest uh, content creator at the Super Bowl. He's out there just hanging out. This is too easy for him. He's telling this team, look, stay, stay locked in. I'll bring y'all back to Vegas, which is actually interesting because last year, Right? The Super Bowl was in AZ. Super Bowl was in AZ last year. Boom, they win it. All right? They shouldn't have won that game. Jalen Hurts, come on now. Philadelphia Eagles, they should have won that game. Mm -hmm. All right? Fast forward a week later, I'm sitting there at 
the Hilton or whatever it's called, the Conrad, the new hotel. Guess who's in the in the lobby? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and the boys. They're having a great time. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. So he, he's saying that, look, lock in, guys. We win this thing. I'm bringing y'all back. I'm bringing y'all back to Vegas. I believe him. And I'm betting with Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going to put $25 on uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to win it. I have the score being 27-24. It's going to go down to the wire. It's going to go down to the wire. First time bet, I might do a parlay, okay? Uh, uh, anytime touchdown, give me an anytime touchdown. Uh, give me an anytime touchdown with, uh, you know, uh, CMC. I'm going to go with, uh, no, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, receiver for the San Francisco 49ers, Brandon. What's his name? Ayuk. Ayuk. Did mm-hmm. I say it right? Yeah. Give me Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, anytime touchdown. Uh, first time score. This is where the money gets really big, right? See, well, if you put $25 on this three-leg parlay, whatever, and you do things like this little prop bets, your, your bag, you can take away a couple thousand dollars, right? So you're putting down $5. That's a processing fee. I don't even know if you win. <laughs> if they let you bet that processing fee and you win, you they probably better. can't even go to the gas station put any gas in your tank. <laughs> right? I might walk so away any, with 736. First, first time score. First score. First score. Travis Kelsey. It's the script. I got the script right here. You got the script? Where is it? I got the script. Taylor Swift. They're going to go straight to Taylor Swift. Pan is mm. Taylor Swift. Give me camera one. Give me camera one. Taylor Swift right there. Sweet 244. <laughs> I need that look right there. Travis Kelsey is going to be the first to score. So any first time score, I'm going Travis Kelsey. I kind of believe Anytime you, to be score. honest with you. Yes. Come on. I'm telling you. I'm Man. telling you. Travis hey, Kelsey. Can you over that it's going to be a little quick. It's going to be a little flat route. That's it. He's going to come in motion. Travis Kelsey's going to come in motion from the left to the right. They're going to fake the run. And then Patrick Mahomes going to roll out right. He can run it in if he wants to and be selfish, but he's going to give it to his guy. He's going to just dump it off to him. And he's going to just he going to do a nice little dance. I don't know what the celebration is going to be. I don't know, man. I hope so. I hope so. I'm, I'm going for Mahomes, but something tells me the Niners pull it out. And if they can't, if they get behind too early, I don't know if San Francisco is the team to 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 get behind too early on. No, they actually have a bad record when trailing. The Chiefs. Who, the San Francisco 49ers or the Chiefs? Yeah, I think it was like a 16-game record if they trailed by 10 points going into the half or something like that. They never won who? the game. It was who? only recently. Kyle, well, it was who? mostly Kyle Shanahan. Who, who are we talking about? Oh, Kyle Shanahan, it was 30 games. They're like 1-30 in 30 if yeah. they're trailing in the fourth or something like that. Yeah. They finally got over the home. But, but BC's talking about uh, if – the Chiefs are trailing San Francisco. You don't think that Patrick no. Mahomes and Andy Reid can come actually, back? That's actually, what you're no, 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 no. Actually, actually, I take that back. I take that back. It was the, it's the other Thank way you. around. It's the other way around because yeah. I don't trust Brock Purdy to actually come back against the Kansas City Chiefs. So it is the other way around. I misspoke. Pardon me. Okay, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Apologize to the baby goat. And can we do that, guys? I know we got so much to talk about in the show. But all this talk about, is he the goat? What do you need to be the goat? He's just a baby goat. Can we call him baby goat? Who goats have babies. I like, That's I, why there's goats all around the world. I like that. Can, who are we referring to? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Who else? Okay. Are you yeah, with I, us I, or not, B? Uh, oh, Andrew, are you here? Pat- are you, are, are I, I, you I here you. I just want Because we were just talking about uh, Brock Purdy, so I wanted to make sure. But just so you guys know, a baby goat is actually called a kid, a buck, or a billy. 
He's Billy. He's Billy. We're going to call right, him yeah, Billy. I like Billy. Billy. Yeah. He's Billy. <laughs> He'll be Tom Billy. Brady's the GOAT. He's Billy. <laughs> He's Billy. <laughs> He's Billy. He's Billy. And Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's is his kid. Joe Burrow's kid. Mm. And then Buck. Not yet. Buck. Josh Allen? Not yet. Not yet. No, Lamar. Not yet. Not yet. They ain't won. Not yet. They haven't yeah, won. They ain't win nothing. They ain't win nothing. We can't really put them there. They can't be baby goat until they win. They can't be baby goat until they win. They got to win one. That's, yeah. that's your birth as a baby goat is, yeah. the, is the ring. Yeah. They can't even get in the conversation. I'm sorry. They're talented. They're great. I understand great throwers. All, all of that is excellent. But you can't be baby goat conversation until you win something. Then we can start. Can't be baby goat. Yeah, what are we calling Matthew Stafford? Uh, Cause I see, see, I see what you did, Andrew. You just like, all right, well, who just who won it recently? Or he, maybe he's, a <laughs> he's a calf. He's a calf. He's a what? He's a calf. He, he's <laughs> a calf. <laughs> he's an embryo. <laughs> you know, I saw something interesting on Matthew Stafford a couple days ago, where it's like, can you imagine if Matthew, if Matthew Stafford was drafted in, you know, let's say a, a Patrick Mahomes type situation, what would we be saying? Think about that. Matthew Stafford, Andy Reid, what would be the situation? See, a lot what of this. He had Dan Campbell earlier. And and no, Detroit. he didn't have Dan Campbell. Or Dan Campbell like coach in Detroit. No, he had uh, he uh, no, they had nothing in Detroit. That's no, why no, I was saying they what just if. got to oh uh, oh, you said what if no 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 Dan Campbell, great. But we're talking about like Andy Reid. Huh? He had Megatron. Bro. Yeah, but they still lost. You got Andy situation. It always starts with the general managers and the head coaches, right? Because you get, they got to make it not just, okay, great. Y'all got one guy, Megatron, but can y'all put together a whole roster? Can you put together depth? Can you do it year after year after year? Can you lead? Can you manage? Can you help eliminate distractions? Can you keep all the noise outside of the building? There's so much to it. So those were like the Andy Reid's where they separate themselves. The Mike Tomlins, they separate themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Now, Dan Campbell, we'll see. We, we will see if he can become that guy. But right now, there's a, 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 there's a, dark, there, there's a little baby dark cloud over Dan Campbell. You know, yeah. and I respect him. A lot of guys stood up for him, but he can't make those same mistakes next year or this thing could totally turn from. Right now, they are putting the plans in place to put together a statue outside of the Ford Stadium. Right, like yeah, think about it. they love Dan Campbell, but man, did you blow it? Man, did he blow it? He blew it. Yeah, they're supposed to be here right now. Yeah, they're supposed Facts. to be here. They blew it, and so next year we'll see uh, if he can take that little baby dark cloud uh, and, and get that push uh, to the side. Get that. He got to get that away from him. Agreed. Agreed. But B, before we get into like heavy, heavy sports talk, football talk, and all that, we actually before the show started. We wanted to ask you a question. Um, okay. First question I have right off the top is, you know what a fashionista is, right? Absolutely. All right. So the male version of that would be a fashionista. Oh, okay. Fashionista. You know? So, Perfect. you know, I think I've heard you in the past refer to yourself as, you know, a fashionable person. Would you say you're into fashion? I would say uh, I'm into style. I'm not into fashion. Fashion is like you know the designers' names. You want to go sit at the 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 fashion shows. You into mm-hmm. that, right? You know, I, I'm not. I'm into style, 
You know, I can look at somebody and they may have on all H and M or Zara or you like know how they put it together. Target, and it's like, man, that person got style. You know what I, I mean? You. So I'm into style, but I understand fashion a little bit. Okay. Well, we wanted to know like your opinion on some recent stuff that actually Playboy Cardi. We we were speaking about him before the show started. We wanted to get your opinion on like his fashion slash style. And let us know, would you wear this? Would, what is your thoughts on it? Um, BC, can we show that picture? Okay, let me see. That's a thong? Yes, yes. Brandon, that this ain't is no fashion. Thong. This Get is fashion, Brandon. This is fashion. Hold on, that's like a, uh, what they call that thing? Uh, no. That Beyonce be wearing that little bodysuit thing. Yeah, that's what it is, a little body yeah, It's kind of like a bodysuit. He probably got the little snaps under the gooch. <laughs> mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. So what, what's Yo. your thought? He got, let, let's start from the top. Let's start from the top. <laughs> Stay with me, B. Start we got. I think top, I think that's yeah. a do do rag, right? Yeah. Then he has like a vest, jean jacket. Looks a little, I would say like like a vintage or like used in. Then we have like a sequence top with a snap in the middle. What looks like boxers, and then some camo. Oh pants but they, <clears throat> they, they flood at the bottom and some boots so be like what 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 is your opinion on this <laughs> this is wild this is crazy <laughs> this, this is crazy? crazy i'm not doing this but like hollywood this whole space these people is doing they got to do things to get attention so that's just shows like where he's at like i was I, I saw something literally like two days ago i'm always seeing something and it was like one of the guys that fell off right like rappers that fell off and hit and they had a picture of him so it looked like he's trying to get back. But if he ain't trying to get back and this is what he's into, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's for him. This is crazy. I would never do it, but it's for him. But then also, all these other men out here, I'm going to say this too. This is going to be rage. You know this what you sound wild. like you're saying right now? Hey, what, you like what? it. I love it. Nah, nah. I ain't this saying is unacceptable. Say is this, this is unacceptable. This is unacceptable. Badman, no at tongue. This is that's a one this, piece, BC. I don't care. It's a thong. It's up his ass crack. One piece, two piece is. Let me ask no, this question bro. though, and, and don't <laughs> nobody answer. We're gonna move straight on to the next topic though. Okay. Uh, he did this publicly, but what is some of these some of these men doing privately? You know, like this is true. Ain't nobody. This you, is true. Hey, I, I, hey, listen. This is true. I'm talking about real men. Like, uh, hey, ladies, like, hey, I let you know. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> At least he outside with it and he, he showing, yeah. he's showing the truth. You know, you man, got said, that. What I'm trying to say is, damn, we are on serious XM. What I'm trying to say is. Let's start hey, the show. Hey, I know. Hey, all I'm trying to say is. <laughs> I know some real. Killers are real men, like they little booty lick this stuff. Yo, yeah, yo. So you saying you saying there's a lot more of these behind closed doors? It, it, it ain't even but behind closed doors. I'm just saying, like, yo, yo, just these this dude doing it publicly. Some dudes doing it privately, like. Yeah. And y'all know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know what I'm talking about too. Hey, some experiments happening out here, uh, but uh, 
Thank you for your opinion on <laughs> that, Fashionista Brandon. So we appreciate that, man. Going into the show, no, y'all set me up on that one. That's crazy. <laughs> that boy got a whole uh, Beyonce outfit on underneath his pants. Yeah, no, that's wild. <laughs> that face paint that he has on, like what my is- shorty comes in on them body suits. I love those body suits, but on my shorty. <laughs> 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 That's crazy. That old Cardi. <laughs> Cardi don't nah, need Cardi, to tripp- that. Cardi tripping, but listen, this is the way of the world right now, man. So wild, man. Like the stuff that they uh rapping about and, and and glorifying and the stuff they're doing for attention. And then the first thing I thought about when I saw this, now this is wild. I don't know if they went this far, but like Dennis Rodman and even like remember Dennis Rodman used to dress up um in women's clothing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, big, big, big uh, statements. I think he put on a a wedding dress. Oh, he did the wedding dress. Yeah, he did. A, yeah, he did a lot of. He wore a lot of wild. Uh, Ricky Williams cross gender dressing. Yeah, so. that ain't for me. I would. I will say this. I would wear a what is it called a a kilt. Is oh, that oh, it? The uh, kilt, kilt looks. Uh, yeah, it's a kilt. Is that what it's called? It's called a kilt. Yeah, I would wear that. I would wear a kilt. I would wear a kilt. That's the farthest I would go. But I definitely ain't. I ain't. I ain't. I ain't. I, ain't, I can't. I can't wear nothing on my butt like that. My booty. You're not snapping. I can't do that. Nah, ain't nothing snapping. Ain't nothing cracking. Ain't nothing. None of that. Um, so. Sorry about that. I heard something there, guys. So let's let's go ahead and start and get into this show today with some big news out of New York, guys. Um, according to ESPN, the Giants are not expected to use the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley and that is that he is likely headed to free agency. Brandon, where should Saquon play next season if he is not franchised by New York? Uh, I would like to see Saquon back. That's where he wants to be. Uh, that's where he's going to get the most value and that's where he's going to be treated the best. Um, you know, there's other destinations. You're talking about Saquon Barkley on the open market. He may get a little bit. He actually may probably he may get a little bit more because I can see a team going out there and maybe giving him a two, three year deal and just taking their shot at it because he's extremely dynamic and he's a great locker room presence. Um, so some of those teams like it. I mean, can you imagine Saquon Barkley uh, staying in the division, going to the Dallas Cowboys? Like that would be dope. Uh, we'd love to see that. that. Can you imagine? Uh, Saquon Barkley, um, you know, I, I actually I can't. I, I would like to see him on. I like I like the Dallas Cowboys situation for him, or um, I want to see him stay uh, in New York and get what he wants uh, and what what he deserves. Um, Saquon deserves to keep that uniform on. Do you see him anywhere in the AFC at all? Saquon, let's see the team. What, 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 let's look at the teams that. Um, like I know we talking the, the about Buffalo my Bills like, uh, running back, uh, but like what if he went to Patriots, like the Chargers? The, the Jets wanted him before. Uh, maybe no, they do they him. do they invest in a Saquon? They know they got Hall over there and go. You know that's their two headed monster. They wanted they 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 actually looked into trading for him before the season, and that wasn't happening. Could the Jets still uh, may be interested there? Uh, Baltimore, uh, they got their guy coming back. Ooh, Saquon, Saquon, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Burrow, build around Joe, continue to build around Joe Burrow. I know they like mixing, um, 
but he took a pay cut. I don't know if he's completely happy there still. They like him, uh, but they definitely uh, didn't value the running back position last year. Houston Texans, they got a guy, young guy, but got C.J. Stroud. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs got a guy, but, you know, do they want a two-hit monster there? Well, we got a text troll saying, what about if he went to Green Bay? Chargers. Chargers, Green Bay. I mean, there's there's, there's, there's certainly going to be uh, no. options there. But what I would say to Saquon is I, I, I would try to uh, stay put. And it's because you're a running back, you're aging. And these guys, right, like when you go to a new team, they're not as patient with you. Like Saquon can walk into – the Giants and say, hey, guys, I can't I, – I don't feel great this week. I'm going to take a couple days, right? Like, I just want to recover. You know, I don't want to put any more stress on my body. And everybody, oh, no problem, because they, they've been down this path with them and they, they've been on this journey with them. And like, oh, we know we're going to get come Sunday. We know you're going to be ready. Other teams, they're trying to they're, – they're learning that. So when you're older and you actually need that space, you need that type of relationship, that type of trust, you don't have it because – they yet you haven't gone through that process. And so you have to go out there and you got to prove to your coaches, prove to the trainers, prove to your teammates, like, no, I'm really that guy. And it's not just on Sundays. They want to see it on Wednesday. They want to see it on Thursday. They want to see it every single day. And that's tiring. And that burns a lot of guys out. So I always push guys to stay if they can, because it's so it's a better relationship and it's an easier workplace. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're starting to get older. That grass is not going to always be greener, too. He's going to go somewhere. He might not be the same. He's going to be in the situation, man. Stay in New York, Saquon. Take, yeah, like, those, take that You always bread. talk about advertising dollars, like being in a, a city like New York, how much access he has. Oh, he's going to feel the difference. Hell yeah. He's going to feel the difference. Like, That's what I'm Man. saying. Like, that would be a huge uphill if you go up to Green Bay and now you're doing – I don't know, Applebee's commercials or something like that. Right. Right, right, right. Versus getting millions from something else. But let me ask you this too, B. Would Giants fans, or let's say the team, would it be best for them to match any deal that another team offers him? Or is it just time to say goodbye? It's time to match. It's time to match. It's time to, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep Saquon, man. Like you, you, Bright spot. He's a, he's a bright spot for the organization, bright spot in this uh, locker room um, and on his team. Keep Saquon. Now, I don't think you go out there and give him a five-year deal, but two, three-year deal, why not? Why not? Yeah. Like, tell me why not. If That'll... another team's willing to pay him $12, 13000000 million, I don't know what the market is now. I think last year he ended up getting 11 mil, whatever, and then another little mil and, and bonuses, whatever. But whatever the market is, turns out to be like, match it. I think that's the problem with some of these nine. organizations. It's like you need that continuity in the locker room on the team. This is the giant way. He he's one of the few that still understands the giant way. Like Eli Manning was there mm. when, or was Eli Manning transitioning out? Did he play with Eli? I'll tell you right now. Eli I know he had left. OBJ. Yeah, it was an overlap because no, he, he left in 2019 and they drafted Saquon in 2018, so there was an overlap. No, I don't know if there was, but he still, you know, Giants do a great job of like keeping a couple of guys that can pass. Like this is the giant weight. So 
I think he's one of the few to still understand that, got, have it, and uh, you should invest in keeping him. Yeah, why would we let him go? Is there a stud in the draft? Is there a, a running back stud in the draft that they could po- possibly get? You know, I don't know. Y'all know I don't watch college football like that. <laughs> right. I, I, I bet. Shit, I ain't even watch the national championship. <laughs> I ain't no. even watch the national championship. I but, know. I don't know you know, it's not even about that because I think there's – for sure there is. There's so many talented young men um, in the draft, in college, right, especially at the running back position. You know, you can find those guys in the later rounds, in the mid rounds. That's why the position is devalued the way it is. It's not only, you know, look, the injury rate there and the life cycle of a running back. It's also teams are having success investing in other positions and waiting till the third, the fourth, the fifth round to uh, find those running backs. That started with the Shanahan's, right? Um, TD, Terrell Davis, like finding jewels like that. So there's there's teams that that well this is not even teams like this is the trend this is the way in the NFL now. Mm-hmm. Damn, I just had to look up Terrell Davis drafted in sixth round, hundred and ninety six. That's right, and that's a legend, Hall of Fame. So. <clears throat> Going into the Super Bowl a little bit more, guys, we are four days from the biggest game of Brock Purdy's life. The Niners QB certainly has his fair share of critics, but Super Bowl champion lineman Bryant McKinney isn't one of them. McKinney says Purdy moves into the elite QB level with a Super Bowl win. First off, Brandon, who is on your elite QB level? And it can't be any more than four to five. Y'all going to tell me how many people I can have on the elite level. That's crazy. Five top. Well, if y'all only give me four or five, let's start with the best. The best is Patrick Mahomes. So he is one. So in the AFC, starting in the West, you have Patrick Mahomes. He's the only elite quarterback in the West. Not ready to throw Justin Herbert there, but certainly he can be there next year, especially with the, uh, the signing and the hiring of Jim Harbaugh. Let's go to NFC West. Is there any elite quarterback in Seattle, San Francisco, or uh, L.A., Arizona? No. no. No, there is not. There are a lot of people saying that Brock Purdy can be if he wins uh, this Super Bowl. Tampa doesn't have one. New Orleans doesn't have one. Carolina doesn't have one. Atlanta doesn't have one. Chicago Bears doesn't have one. Detroit doesn't have one. Green Bay doesn't have one. Minnesota doesn't have one. Washington doesn't have one. Philly doesn't have one, New York or Dallas. So it, all of the elite quarterbacks are where? In the AFC. Okay? So you got the South. C.J. Stroud is the elite quarterback right now today. Yes, I said it. Put him in there. That's too two. early. Huh? I'm calling too early on that. Ain't no too early. And then put Joe Burrow in there. Put Lamar Jackson in there. And put Josh Allen there. There are your elite quarterbacks. And also, I'm putting uh, Aaron Rodgers in there as well. I'm sorry. What is that? Is that six? That's six. And they're all in the AFC. All in the AFC. Damn, that is kind of crazy. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, that's kind of (laughs) like the West Coast in basketball. They always dominating. Patrick Mahomes. 
Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, C.J. Stroud. And Lamar Jackson. And Lamar Jackson. CJ. And just to be no clear, the order, order is Patrick, C.J., Joe, Lamar, Josh. No, no, there ain't no be clear nothing. That's not the order. That's not what you asked me. That's not what you asked. Don't get me in trouble here. Okay, okay. Don't get okay. me in trouble here. This is just no, a random Patrick's sort of one. order. Patrick's one. Aaron Rodgers, too. I don't care how old he is and wait, come off of Achilles and a down last year in Greek. I don't care about that. Aaron Rodgers. The two okay. best throws of the football we've ever seen. You you want your kid to play quarterback? You want to mimic somebody? Mimic these two. Okay. okay. So that's one and two. Uh, I'm going Joe Burrow, three. I'm going Lamar, four. I'm going Josh Allen. Five, one, CJ Stroud, six. You can interchange Josh Allen. Josh Allen can fluctuate, you know, anywhere on this list. Yeah, he really can. Uh, right. So CJ Stroud is on the outside of this list, but you're you're considering him to enter this list at some point. No, what do you mean? Is CJ Stroud on the outside of this? No, he is he is elite quarterback. Well, remember, he's the top five. But remember, I said, why y'all can't put no, y'all can't tell me it four or five. I got to stay within those guardrails. My elite quarterback list. Y'all asked me for my elite quarterback list. But I also if said I wanted it to can't put 10 anymore. out there. I could have put 10. Okay. Okay. That's half like, the this league. This is nonsense. Okay. Let, Look, let's, BC let's over there laughing. <laughs> BC, are you with me or are you with them? Come on, BC. I mean, I can't front though. I mean, it's his list. I mean, he's gonna say. <laughs> but I did say four to five. <laughs> so, so, what so you want me but, to take out but one you didn't say two? give give you your his. I would your say top, take out one. Your top five. Your top five. I think the and list is no fine. If you read as an outside of. Go, go ahead, BC. No, it's not fine. He is elite. It's not Who? fine. Who's elite? It's not CJ. He's saying. Uh, he's saying it's okay to take CJ out. Yeah, and he's like right there on the cusp. It's not. He's on the what cusp. What, 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 what's wrong with y'all eyes? He is on what the is cusp. Wrong with you six guys? never even got a ring. He just gave you guys seventeen games, eighteen games. Like, what else do you need to see? I want to see it all together, and I want to see it again. Consistency. He could have just got nice this year, and then next year, yeah, he's back to average. He's back. He he falls At back least to Joe the earth. Lamar and Josh have shown. You know Girl, what I mean? When you like, saw your lady, when you saw your lady, when you saw your lady for the first time, you was like, "Yo, she beautiful." That's like she gorgeous. That's my style. That's my type. Mm-hmm. Is, is that what happened with you, BC? What that got to do with the price of eggs in China, though? Just stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Stay with me here. When you when you when you seen her, was it like, yo, that's me? Right, right. Okay. When you know, you know. That's basically what I'm saying. That's what it got to do with it. When you know, you know. You, see style, you know, you know. What are you talking about? All right, so we know that you got a top six. We know you, you got a top see six. It consistently. How oh many people have goodness. we seen come in? Oh, yeah, he's going to be great oh, for rookie season. We ain't see nothing from them again. Or they, didn't, or they never raised to that level. I'm, not, I'm just saying, CJ this is, is, different. CJ I, is like, <laughs> he is the truth. But elite already in first year? Yes. I don't know. Elite. Yes. Elite. Yes, we did. We we I mean, if you really want to say it, you can you can actually say there that you can expand the list, right? Justin Herbert has elite qualities. Jalen Hurts has elite qualities, right? Uh there's other quarterbacks you can throw like, like right CJ there. Shroud. 
Yeah. Said, yeah. Uh, so, you know, you there's there's so many more guys that are just next level and they just separate themselves. We are talking right now, and I'm talking about from a global sports conversation or a global football conversation that Brock Purdy could be in the elite status if they win Super Bowl Sunday. They win this Sunday. Mm. Brock Purdy, like Brock Purdy, like I, I love Brock Purdy's game. High on him. But he's no C.J. Stroud. Like, I can see it right now. A lot of people will take uh, Brock Purdy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's so, a great quarterback. B, B, C.J. Stroud is so special. I'm telling you, that's what. I, that's why, like, you can look at C.J. Stroud. I'm like, oh, he is it. He's it. We passed on him in college, coming out. Remember, they said he wasn't even smart enough. His testing... Whatever the wonder, it wasn't wonder yeah, it was a new that. test. Was so low, they start questioning this guy. They didn't take him uh, number one overall. If we redo the draft, Mark, do, redo the draft. Are they are they not taking him? He's going number Carolina one. Carolina yeah. not taking him. Yeah, hell yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like when this type of guy, it's not like oh he was the best quarterback in last year's draft. No, this kid has generational type. It's not even talent. It's makeup. We're talking about at the quarterback position, you got to have everything. Leadership qualities, work ethic, humility, a little bit of cockiness at the right time, swagger, and then all of the tangibles uh, from a physical standpoint. Like, that's hard to find, bro. He Tell me what he's lacking. Tell me what he's lacking. Can, can anybody tell me what C.J. Stroud is lacking? Everyone's Consistency. Uh, uh, yeah, we need to see time. more. That's it. Just need okay. to see. He's lacking consistency. We haven't seen it. We. This is a small sample size. One year. You're oh ready to goodness. crown the man as the best. That like no. BC, like, how many never... great first albums have you seen? And then sophomore slump. Yeah, like you exactly. You know, you get that first. That first rush. Yeah, everything is good. You on top of the world. <laughs> Come back. You can't repeat. You can't do it. I'll be. I'll be back in two minutes, guys. Yeah. Uh, my buddy. The, the most winningest quarterback through 10 years is calling me. I'll be back in three minutes. Okay, right, come do you back think? with an update. I do want to, <laughs> to to continue with what I was saying, because yesterday, BC, I was watching a YouTube, I guess, documentary or whatever you want to call it, yeah. on Roddy Rich. Yeah. And everyone knows Roddy Rich had a huge first album, um, something, something antisocial. I forget the title. Please excuse my, me for you, me for being antisocial. And then he just couldn't follow it up. And that happens with sports. That happens with music. That happens with, I would even say, as far as acting. But C.J. Stroud has not proven enough. I agree. That's Like, why he I'm had a great year, but are we not counting the last eight years of Dak Prescott? Um, who? No, no, no. I'm saying when it, when it <laughs> comes to considering an elite QB. Yeah. Because C.J. Stroud made it just as far as Dak. We don't even have Brock on the list, and he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, bro, exactly. So that's what I mean. Like, he's in the Super Bowl, and Brandon said earlier, oh, if he's in the Super Bowl, if he wins, that he's in that elite. I don't even know if that's and the that's case what, for Brock. That's why I said, is this only a skills challenge-based list? Because if it's skills challenge, I'm not going to push back on that. Yeah. I mean, Brock Purdy is skilled. I mean, he's good. But we always have this conversation about whether he's the game manager, a game changer. Is he like the difference maker? Uh, uh. 
So I don't see how he's in the elite conversation at all yet. Even I'm if he wins, even with the Super Bowl. Even with the Super Bowl, I'm still wondering if he is a – is his team a passing team or a yak team? I need to know. Now, granted, I looked up the numbers, but when I watched the game, I looked up the numbers on this, BC. Mm-hmm. Kansas City has more yak yards. That's yards after the catch. Right. Right? But when I watch the game, it doesn't feel that way. It feels like Brock Purdy's job is to say hut, hut, back up, throw the ball to Debo Samuels across the middle, hand it off to CMC. And, yes, once in a while he gets a great pass or something like that. But it feels like 80, 90% of his game is systematic. Yeah. So as long as he doesn't mess up the system, we're good. We're good as gold. Basically, just don't F it up, man. Just go out there. Don't F it up. Just execute. But can that would be my reason for putting CJ Stroud over him, is because it doesn't come across as skillful as as skillful as CJ Stroud. I mean, CJ Stroud is up there, like he's ta- talented. I just we've got to stop with these elite and goats and this and that and putting people like yo the bucks the, and billies. Yeah, and kids. the bucket is getting too big, bro. Like everybody. Can't like you gotta have certain people that's at the top of the mountain, at the yeah. you know what I mean. Like you have to have that Rushmore people that are at the top of the mountain and then the others. You can't put everybody in there every for every good game. Oh my God, are they the best now? Like no, no. Over time, we need time to see how it plays out, how the career plays out. What's the numbers? What's the, the not just the trajectory, but just where do they end up? We need to treat this like college and high school. And what I mean is, as an NFL QB, what does your first four years look like? Because that'll tell us a lot. Right now, Mahomes looks like he is hunting Brady. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Whereas Joe Burrow, yeah, he's skillful. He's, he's really a, a, a good, accurate quarterback. But we've seen him injured more than we've seen him at that elite level. Right. Or at least 50-50. I don't want to say more than. He's right? injured a lot. He's so, injured a lot. Yeah. So if we're using that, and let me see, how long has Joe Burrow been in the, the league? We got Joe Burrow here for? Long enough. Going Long enough. He's going into his fourth year now. Okay. So. No, this about, was his fourth year. This, this was, was his, his fourth, fourth year. year. So he came in well, a couple of years after Mahomes? Yeah, about four years after Mahomes. Okay. Sorry. And he still hasn't caught him. Not four years, two years, I think. Two years. So sorry. he hasn't caught him in anything. Nothing. So you got to go out there and perform. And not that he's not performing, because again, like I said the other day, it's not just on the one person. It's the, the team as well around you has to go out there and execute. Everybody has to be hitting. He can be the greatest quarterback ever, but if he doesn't have guys who are catching the ball or the right blocking or the defense is giving up too many points like that's not on him he can't go out there and fix that right so mm-hmm. you know we got to be able to like look at but, it look at it on a whole like bc look at this i got the stats right here so burrow came in didn't do anything big his first year goes to the super bowl year two that's the same story right now that brock purdy has mm-hmm. right Next year, loses the conference game, and then we know what happened this year, right, with his injuries and so forth. Mm-hmm. 
for whatever reason, let's say he can never get back to this Super Bowl era. When does that star start to fade? Because he's already done his four years. Within that four years, he's been in the Super Bowl, been in a conference. So I would say the jury's not out yet. Like, I feel like he still has a chance to show, like, hey, I made it to the elite level. These injuries are going to get under control. But it, it leaves a very 50-50, you know, I don't know what he's capable of right now. But if Brock Purdy ends up in this same scenario, I feel like it would it would run the same, uninjured or not. Uh, I mean, sorry, injured or not, I believe it's going to if, – if they still surround him with the same team and they just lose, it's the same story. you got to win that chip. I mean, he's just got to go out there and get over the hump, right? Like, so if he can get over the hump, let's say next year he's fully healthy, it's the Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. He gets past Mahomes, outduels him, gets to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Washes whoever is the NFC representative at the time. You know what I mean? Might be Brock Purdy again. It might be golf. Who knows? He has time. Because I don't know if the, if it, the star fades. Like, it, it just depends on how long is he going to be in the league for. Like, what, what, what happens over these next three to four years in his career? Mm-hmm. Then we'll be able to see. Because he might, he might pull one out. He might pull one or two out in his last, you know, last couple of years. We don't know. That's a good point because you got to think too, like, and, and again, it was just a scenario I threw out with the four years, but you got to think sometimes players, by the time they reach like 28, 29, 30, it's like now you completely understand the game. Now you're at your prime physically. Whereas like a Mahomes is a guy who just got in it, youthful energy. He was a different type of quarterback. And instantly he changed the game, going to Super Bowls, all that. So like, and I'm not saying this to say that like a Dak Prescott is going to start going to every Super Bowl, but it, this is where we need Brandon to come back in because it's just so hard to determine what that NFL lifestyle is like because you go through, you 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 get traded, you have issues with coaches, you have favoritism. Like we were talking about Aaron Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett. Like that relationship has done nothing for him since 2010. Right, actually. I, let me double check to see where Nathaniel Hackett was. But, you know, if he was with Green Bay back then, no, he was in Syracuse. But when he met, yeah, it was 2019 when he finally linked up with him. So to me, it's like, what is that giving you? And it comes down to, um, hold on one second here. I'm looking up something. But, yeah, if if – if it's giving him nothing, he probably needs a change to see if he can actually win another one before he gets out of here at 39 years old. Who was that? Aaron Rodgers, I'm saying. Because we, we, we're kind of still, you know, comparing a lot of Aaron these quarterbacks. And, is and not winning another Super Bowl. I doubt it, too. I doubt it, too. No, it's just not happening. <laughs> it's just not happening. I'm sorry. Not at 39, you're not about to will the Jets all the way through the AFC, through – Cincinnati through a new and improved Houston through Kansas City through Buffalo uh, I don't see it I don't see it I don't see it I'm sorry yeah me neither, <laughs> me neither. And, and, and 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 Brandon's guy McCarthy he was with McCarthy all those years in Green Bay and only squeaked out one 
So I'm supposed to believe that Aaron Rodgers is now going to appear in New 15 York. 15 years after his life. Yeah, he's going to appear in New York and they're supposed to win a Super Bowl. I'm like, come on, man. That yeah, would be I, that would be script. That's script material. Especially <laughs> after the injury that he had. Yeah, like you came out here and, and blew your whole Achilles in 70 something seconds like Listen, will they be better? Achilles, will they bro. be better and more formidable, I guess, and and competitive and you know, a, a better product on the field? Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. He he's going to have them out there looking good. He's going to sling that ball around. Ball. But <laughs> but um I'm not expecting anything from them. Like I'm not expecting them to go out there and, and, and dominate or, or, or defeat the Chiefs and the Bengals and, like, these these other teams that, no, the Ravens. I, I, like, come on, no. No, I don't see yeah. it. I just don't see it. So, Well, wanted to talk about something else here. Um, you know Rick Pitino? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, so recently, BC, he's been in the news and for comments about increasing price tags on college basketball. Uh college basketball's best players. So Patino coaches St. John's in the Big East and said he believes the conference needs a salary cap moving forward. So, like, this is one of our What's the Words games. College sports with a salary cap is what? So I'm not so familiar on how a salary cap works in college. These players don't get paid. So I'm, I... The salary cap on what exactly? Do you know how it like, uh, how it works? Because I'm not. Let me do some research on that because I want to make sure, like, I can explain it in layman terms. All right, it says in a professional sports, let's say college sports, a salary cap or wage cap is an agreement or rule that places a limit on the amount of money that a team can spend on player salary. So let's say, using random school one has ten million dollars to spend on students and. I'm not sure if this is associated with, um, but that's what I mean. Because college, I don't, I don't yeah, because college, college doesn't get paid. By yeah, the they don't get paid. They get paid by sponsors and endorsers. Right now, they have the NIL, so that's why I'm I'm confused on that. Because okay, no, our text troll Brian, he's clearing it up for us. He's saying that it's a salary cap on the NIL deals. Okay, which kind of seems like parenting, right? Like, uh, oh, you can't make this much money. Even if Gatorade want to pay you that's more, horrible. they're telling that's you. That's horrible. That's horrible. Yeah, right? Why are you... That's hating. Yeah. I'm sorry. You're hating. Now you're watching another man's pockets and you're hating. That's, yeah, now you pocket watching. That, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Rick Pitino, your your, your <laughs> hater. You're being... Do you remember <laughs> when we did our Angel Reese interview, BC? Yeah. Remember what she said about staying in college? Well, about being able to get more money in college than she Correct. would going to the league? Correct. So now you're going to put a cap on that. So now, okay, if we separate, you know, WNBA and NBA, we know that the NBA is making buku money, mm-hmm. $30, 40000000 million a year. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. What's the average NBA salary? Average WNBA. NBA salary? Oh, WNBA? I don't I'm not sure. But it's 120064 Sorry. $120,648 per year. Man. And it says that that this is actually a good salary because they're considering the fact that the league actually loses about ten to twelve million a year. Right. So, so if why, I'm a college player yeah, if and I'm, I'm a, getting three, four million more than I would 
Yeah, if I'm and, Angel and, Reese, I'm in no rush to go. To, I'm in no rush to go to the WNBA right now. Although, obviously, she'll get a lot more in endorsements um, around the league. A lot more companies like she. It'll just continue to grow, right? Her, all the endorsements and brand deals that she's gonna get and all that stuff. So, um, but I'm in no rush. I'm making that money right now in college. But would you be in a rush if they said, hey, uh, we know you made $8 million last year. We're going to cap you at 1.5. Would you be in a rush then? Yeah, I'm going to be out too. I'm going to just be gone. But what sucks, I guess, is the fact that, like, let's say that the most you're going to make Angel Reese in the WNBA is $3 million, excluding sponsors and all that, right? Mm -hmm. But you're making 8 in college. They put this cap on you, and now you can't get above 3 yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's pocket watching and you're trying to stop these kids from making money. That just sounds like hate. I think yeah. it sounds like, you know, and again, it's not even all these kids. It's only the star athletes anyway in college that is making that kind of money on NILs. Like, let's be real. Like, that, it's not all of the kids. There's some kids that aren't getting any NIL money, you know? So yeah, um, I think that it's hating is a little bit of trying to keep you down here um i guess you know maybe some coaches don't want to have to deal with players coming in and thinking that they're above the program because they're making hella money they're probably mm -hmm. making more money than the coach sometimes you know what i mean so it's it, it might be a little bit of that but it's definitely hate like there's no reason why you should be trying to like stop these kids from getting money as much money as they can because nobody's stopping the NCAA and nobody's stopping these um, college programs from making the money that they make off the backs of these kids. Fact. You know what I mean? We're not saying, oh, well, you can only make uh, uh, $80,000 a year. St. John's, you, you can only, yeah, you're only allowed to make a million dollars for your whole school and that's it. Oh. And, you know what I mean? So nobody's trying to cap them. So I don't, I don't understand why you would want to cap the NIL. Like that's, that's just you're blocking. It makes it feel like there's a bigger reason. The bigger right? reason is they're blocking. Like the bigger, <laughs> because it's like why? If they're you're mad. not getting capped, are you okay? Yes, there's always that consideration that you're gonna get big headed, right? Because mm -hmm. you have all this money, you think you this, you think you that. That's not your problem to worry about. The nil is open. The market is there. That person may even be more humble by the money. Oh, I can help my family now. Maybe they become better as a student because um, they can focus yeah, better. They can focus better, and it helps the program. If these kids stay in college longer and stay with your school longer, then your program makes more money off of the fact that these kids are staying there. So why would you encourage them to – basically, you're running them out the door. All right, there's one pushback. There's one pushback I did here, which is, okay, so if – I'm some big Michigan State, UM, Florida State, whatever, LSU, USC, all these big schools, right? Mm -hmm. We have been on the market. We're more popular than little West Virginia Eagles or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. What's going to stop the NIL from working with the USC, basically dragging all the best players in the nation to them, and now all these other schools don't have great players? So it seems like you're creating a monopolized market of great schools because they already they're already able to start at the top by having maybe relationships with some of these sponsors or brands that these other smaller schools probably won't. And of course, talent will always shine, but I think that might be the only pushback I could think of. 
Sounds like hating to me. I feel you. And the pocket watching is what really gets me. Yeah, though. it's just pocket watching. You're just mad because some of these players are going to come in the gym and they're making more money than you, the coach. Fact. Fact. <laughs> you I know think what that's I mean? what it ultimately is going to come down to, but they're going to always use the excuse of the schools and the recruiting and all that stuff. But Are y'all paying BC, me? Y'all not paying me. Y'all not paying me. I got to feed my family. You want me to stay in school? Yeah. So I'm saying. And what's the school. historical story of a lot of these athletes come from sometimes not the greatest areas? So if you don't think I'm thinking about that bag first, when my family is here not doing well, sorry. They would have never got this far if they was paying their students. They would have never, you know, we, they wouldn't even That's probably great. have. They probably would have never even introduced the NIL if they were just paying their students and making sure that they were straight from the jump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's say every student even made just 40 grand a year back in the day. Maybe it increased to 60 or whatever just due to the influctuation. I think that stops a lot of this, especially when those schools, they don't have a game that's not packed. You know, like you literally say, hey, games at this time, people leave their rooms, their dorms, their classrooms, and they go straight to the game. So that's concession stands. That's a lot of money coming in, parking. And only in the last, what, 10 years NIL has been around, five years? Mm -hmm. And now we decide to pay the students? And now we're upset within less than that, like, five-year gap or whatever that they're making money and we move... This is a longer conversation. I wish Brandon could join us on this, but we're going to move forward, guys. Um, I Am Athlete is actually partnering with Mobile One for our Behind the Drive series. And our latest guest is one of the best shutdown corners in the NFL and a budding superstar in Denver. Here's a little taste of our conversation with the Broncos' Patrick Sertan. The best thing about driving is just like the calmness of the ride, just enjoying, you know, every mile you take, you know, just looking at the scenery. And like every day when I wake up, you know, in Colorado, I see the mountains. For me, being from South Florida and coming to Colorado and seeing mountains, you know, instead of beaches, just sort of helps me understand that there's more things to life. You look at it and it's like, man, I could be anywhere else, you know what I mean? But I'm just glad I get to see the world, what the world has to offer. All right, everyone, make sure you catch more with Patrick Sertain and other content with I Am Athlete and Mobile One's Behind the Drive. Check it out now on the I Am Athlete YouTube page. All right, guys, so, straight scripted. Hey. Ooh, straight scripted. Boy, we got mobile one in the building. Woo! Let's go. No, no, I'm putting up. too much juice Now that was one of those. That was one of those uh, collaborations um, where you know you want to see the other side of the players, right? Like outside of the game, you want to get in their mind. And, and Pat is one of those guys, man. He, I don't know if he has the opportunity to catch Dion. He said that in the last uh, installment where he talked about going down as the greatest. Um, I think for him, if he doesn't finish as a top five cornerback, even top three cornerback ever, then he 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 missed his opportunity. He didn't reach his potential. Like this, that this dude is that good. 
the challenge with Pat is like he's so shut down. He's not getting a lot of action. He's not turning the ball over a lot, right? And he doesn't talk, right? Sauce Gardner, big personality. Deion Sanders, big personality. Darrell Revis didn't have a huge personality, but he was in the biggest media market in the world, right? Yeah. So Revis Allen, being in New York, all these eyeballs on him every single week, being in primetime games. So the surroundings around him was big. He didn't have to be big from a personality standpoint. So, you know, this was great conversation and it's something I want to continue to do and build on, um, just highlighting our guys in different ways. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you guys teeing that up for me, uh, Andrew. No, all good. And just a real quick, I just want to know, from your opinion, what does he have to do to catch Dion? I, I don't – listen – I don't know what the feedback there. Uh, Shelly, got to put your phone on mute. I don't know what that is there, but we got some feedback there. Um, listen, um, it's almost like that, and I'm not comparing these guys to MJ. I'm just talking about just the situation. Mm -hmm. It's like LeBron catching MJ. Like, MJ was just so big off the field. The things he was doing in business, things from a culture standpoint, it's like it's almost impossible for anybody to ever pass Jordan. All right? Like, it's almost impossible. And it's the same thing with Dion. Like, even Dion's legend has even grown even bigger. I would say Dion, over the last five years, is making it more difficult for any defensive back to ever catch him. Right? Because Dion is so big, it's prime time. So, I, I, I don't know if there's anything he can do. He, he, he's not going to pass him in, in, in interceptions, right? And that's a big conversation, right? So, like, if he was able to go on this crazy rampage where now he's getting seven, eight, nine, ten picks year after year after year, and now he's right there. Because can you pull up that list, uh, Andrew? Uh, you know, the the most interceptions. NFL, most interceptions, right? Yeah, I got like it right gotta, here. And, and even see where Pat, Pat is not, he's not turning the ball over like that, but he's shut down, he's locked down. Darrell Revis wasn't turning the ball over like that, but he was shut down, he was locked down, Right. So I, I don't know if there's anything that he can do to ever pass him, but he certainly uh, can put his name in the conversation as a, a top five uh, all time for sure. For sure. I got you. I got you. Fair enough. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. So, guys, it's time for our What's the Word game, and we start with the word mess. Joe Buck was asked about holding a Super Bowl in Vegas and said he was glad he wasn't there this week. And it added and added it will be a mess. So what's the word be? The Super Bowl in Vegas will be. It's gonna be fine, Joe. It's gonna be yeah, fine. Joe, we, we, we listen. It's, it, Super Bowl is a whole thing. It's fun. It's awesome. But so is uh Paris Fashion Week, where all the guys go, you know. So is New York Fashion Week. So is all NBA All-Star. So is all these other spring break this, spring break that. These guys, y'all, what do y'all think these guys are doing? These guys is partying BC, saying that new. You don't think these boys been to Vegas before? Yeah, nah, they've been to Vegas. But right. But it 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 is also attracts a lot of different elements to the town. So maybe that's what he's talking about. I don't know. But maybe wait, wait, he could be wait, touching. Hold on, on. What what other elements can come to Vegas? That's not already. That's in not Vegas. already in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Vegas is Vegas. Yeah, but it's Vegas elevated. is the element. It, no, Vegas is no. the element. But it's a different. It's one weekend, and it's all the elements at once from all over the world. There's potential there for it to get a little crazy. I can see. I can kind of see where maybe he's coming from. That it's gonna be a mess because. Yo, it's wild. I, I mean, listen, on a regular day, Vegas is Vegas, right? Now yeah, you add that times 100 with all the eyes, the cameras, people from all over the money. place there. And, yeah, money and alcohol. I, yeah, there, nah, bro. there's potential I'm there. I'm sorry. I love Vegas. It's, my, it's like my second or third, my third favorite city in the whole wide world. I love Vegas. And I do it right. I'm not out here wilding. I'm not doing drugs. I'm not sleeping with freaking prostitutes things like that i'm not doing anything like that and i have a really good time like i enjoy all of vegas the shows mm-hmm. uh the restaurants the spas you know hell i'm in bed at one o'clock last night we went out to fountain blue i went to poppy steak had a phenomenal time what a great group of people but i was in my hotel room at 12 okay um i'm saying i'll just say that the biggest and the best of vegas is fight week Okay, they brought okay. F1 here, and F1 had a hard time. Okay, Super Bowl is going to be phenomenal. It's going to bring a lot of people. But you talk about UFC, big fight. You talk about uh, two heavyweights going at, at it, Floyd Mayweather and Pacquiao, Javante Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Man, that city is un- – That's true. It's, it's That's true. wild. They're used to, so, they're uh, used to this. It's fight city. Yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and it's like 
And we're and I feel like athletes are used to it. We're in these environments. We know how to navigate and move. And we're also even more protected, right? Because we're like, all right, we're smarter now. All right, we're going in the back door. You know, do we have security? Who's the drivers? All right, we, we hear these stories of females potentially setting up guys. So when you, you know, get another room, don't take them to your main room, put your jewelry up in a safe or don't even have your have your jewelry in another room. I heard this story. My barber told me this story. This NBA team, can't tell the, the name of the team. The NBA team, players came down. Oh, man, I'm watching. Brunson, Brunson, Jalen Brunson went down with an injury, ankle. Yeah, Sorry, a little off track. Oh, Dang, wow. BC, we're going to have to talk about that. Yeah, over. nah. Yeah, talk about that. But, 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 NBA team travels down to Miami, right? They had... One room they all chipped in on. This one room held all their clothes, their expensive expensive bags, all the jewelry, all their possessions. And they had their own little separate rooms where they would, you know, if they had little motion, had girls or whatever, they'd do that in that room. And guess who taught them this? The NBA security. Hey, guys, look, we don't want no problems. We know you guys are going to do things. If, if y'all going to move, y'all need to move like this. So I'm saying that because these are the conversations that we're having. Now, certainly, there's going to be that one that messes it up. There will be – and I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be a guy – like, I don't think there's going to be a, a, a team – I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs or uh, the 49ers that do something dumb. It may be another NFL player, another team, wilding, right? I think the type of stuff that that that, that – will probably cross the line we won't hear of. Guy sneaking a girl in his room, maybe breaking curfew, something like that. But we won't hear that stuff. I don't think that will, will, will happen. You got to think every single day, our goal when we walk in in a regular season is just eliminate the distractions. We're having these conversations. Guys, like you're going out this weekend, you know, make sure you move like this. Head coaches stand in front of the room. Guys, nothing nothing great happens after midnight. Like we're talking about this every single day. So now you talk about being in the Super Bowl and not only being in the Super Bowl, but the Super Bowl being in Vegas. What do you think Coach Shanahan is saying? What do you think Andy Reid is saying? What do you think Patrick Mahomes is saying? What do you think Trent Williams is saying? This is where leadership has to show up, right? Um, I'm, I'm more afraid for all the other guys coming into the city. You know, that's what I mean. These young boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what that's, I mean. The outside. I don't think anybody from the team. I think the teams are going to be very well taken care of. All the players on the teams, I think, are going to be well taken care of and, and, and coached up to, like, not make a mistake. And most of right. some these teams have been there before recently. So, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's anybody from the teams. But mostly, yeah, the other guys, the outside, the friends, family, the extras, things made. Yeah, I definitely think there's going to be some – some extra like your right hand man going on there but i think the players for the teams pretty much know what's at stake here right 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 yeah well your boy uh need to be more specific than he's saying it's gonna be a mess i mean but even that yeah i think i was one of the guys that publicly said what are we doing nfl we're setting our young men up for failure why are we putting a team in vegas how's this going to work and so far not great but good Right, because we do have uh, uh, Riggs, is it Henry Ruggs, excuse me, right, out speeding, but that's happened. We've heard these stories in different cities and other players, you know, car accidents, you know, vehicular homicide. Mm -hmm. He's now in prison, right? 
So you can ask the question, was it Vegas or was it him? Was it his youth? But we've had some situations here, um, that being the biggest one. Uh, but for, for, for the most part, it's been really good, right? And then these guys being here the last couple of years, the Raiders. So it's been good. Yeah. We yeah, will we see, man. To, we will yeah, we see. We don't need to hate on the city of Las Vegas or anything like that. Nah, but we nah. do know it has that sort of history of, I guess, all the poor parts of people will come out. And like you said, the things that do happen, we're probably not even going to hear about it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it'll be all in the tuck. All right, next up, we have some great news from the greatest returner in NFL history, Devin Hester. And he is expected to be included, uh, sorry, inducted in the Hall of Fame class of 2024. So what's the word? Hester was blank as a kick returner. The best. The best. And let's go, baby. He should have been first ballot. What are we doing? Julian Edelman voice. Julian Edelman say, what are we doing? You kidding me? It take this long to get the best of the, the best to ever do it. Change the game forever. And, and you mean to tell me it, he don't go first ballot? But anyways, I ain't going to keep my rant going. Listen, I'm traded from the Miami Dolphins to the Chicago Bears. We're putting the band back together. Guy picked me up from the airport. Not really, but it felt like it. <laughs> Took me under his wing. I'm at his house every single day playing pool. We're playing chess. We play quarter. This is my Devin Hester, my my like brother. Every night in training camp, Bourbon A, whatever the hell they call that place where we go like an hour, two hours outside of the city, and we're in this college dorm. Terrible. Nothing's there but a Dairy Queen. Every night, up until curfew. Sometimes we will be we'll go past curfew, and we just play these this like critical thinking game called corridor. My brother, my brother. When I tell you first game, my first game in Chicago, playing against the Indianapolis Colts, we go out, coin toss, boom, hits. We, we win it. We choose to receive the ball. Devin Hester goes back. You, soldier boy, you, <laughs> and the whole crowd. Everybody, black, white, Hispanic, everybody stand up. Yo, I'm like, oh, what is this? This is a show. Kick return is a show. Punt return is a show. My very first moment in the stadium, Soldier Field, we receive, we win the toss. He goes back. The whole stadium is rocking. There's only been a couple of moments where I've been in the stadium with a whole crowd together, and it's like some cultural moment, and that was one of them. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is unbelievable. This is this is Devin Hester. Every time he went back, we thought it was going to the house. And so Devin Hester, uh, well-deserved. Um, he should have been first ballot, but he's here now. And, 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 and rightfully so. Rightfully so. Devin Hester was him. Uh, amazing human being. Amazing father. Amazing husband. Just amazing, amazing man. And I'm so happy for him. So proud of him. Same here. I, I do want to ask, though, like, I'm looking at his punt return record, and it does bring about the question. He had a total of 14. There was years where he didn't have a punt return at all, like zero. Why do you think, even with just 14, that it was so high such high expectations of him returning it every time? Was it just the flair in which he did it? 
What's his? So he only had 14 kickoff returns. How many punt returns? I'm counting here 14 total that he returned for a TD. No, it's more than that total. Now, I don't okay. know what you. Yeah. So, but but oh, it doesn't even matter. Let me tell you. Super Bowl. Chicago Bears versus the Indianapolis Colts down in Miami. Pre-game, uh, light chances of rain. Kickoff comes, it's drizzling. Peyton Manning's on the other side. This is Miami Super Bowl. Whew, kick. He takes it to the crib. <laughs> he takes it to the crib, BC. Out of He's there. talking about legendary moments. There's so many moments like that. He, the Super Bowl opening kickoff, he cribs it. <laughs> That's why he's so special, bro. We seen him do this, what, in the net? Was it the national championship or some huge bowl game? Same stuff. Yeah. Like, it's just, he's just one of those guys where it's like, you know, uh, the batter, you know, I don't know who it is, you know, uh, back in the day, Sammy Sosa and uh, Alex Rodriguez and all those guys, Barry Barnes, they go to the plate, right? And 50, 60 home runs, you stand up. Right. You're watching Tyson. You stand up for the first two rounds. You're supposed to be standing up for the first 30 seconds. seconds. And everybody say, sit your ass down, <laughs> sit your ass down. No, you standing up, you watching. Devin Hester, you standing up. Any punt return, kickoff return, visiting team, fans, everybody get up and go watch Hester. And then the guys that act like they don't want to watch, they they what they looking at the score, they looking at the Jumbotron. Yeah. Peyton Manning on the other side. Drew Brees on the other side. A Tom Brady on the other side. They watching him. Other Anybody else head down in the iPad, talking to your teammates, talking to your coaches, strategizing what we got to do. Devin Hester? All eyes on Devin Hester. Then they start kicking. All eyes on Devin. Then huh? they start didn't they start kicking it away or like yes. trying to kick it away from him or the opposite. They started doing right. like some uh Oh, like, kicking it out the end zone or just making it so that he couldn't even run it back because it was that's like, how good he, he was. He's, yeah. He's the he's the reason why we start doing that diagonal kicking and punting. Yeah. And, you know, don't kick it down the middle. You kick it down the middle, 70% chance he's going to the crib. Yeah. 70% chance. Mm. No, we ain't kicking it to him. Squibbing, kicking on kickoff return, putting it out, you know, out of bounds on, on punt return when he's back there. He was special, man. So happy for us, my brother. Yeah, it's my brother right there. Bro. Uh, next up, the Patriots are hiring former Giants head coach and longtime offensive <laughs> assistant Ben McAdoo as an assistant to head coach Gerard Mayo. So what's the word? The Patriots are blank to hire McAdoo on their coaching staff. <laughs> I know you guys Listen. Yeah, <laughs> 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 right. Come on, man! What are we doing? And this is—I'm—I'm at—I'm actually—I'm um, scared. I'm nervous for Mayo now, right? Like I love to hire, but for him to be successful, he has to put together a kick-ass team, mm -hmm. uh, meaning coaching staff. And I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I was in this offense. I had Ben McAdoo as my coach. Our offense was his offense. That whole Green Bay offense. He comes from that. That you know. Um, 
Coach McCarthy, that tree, Aaron Rodgers, all that stuff they're doing. Nathaniel Hackett, get to the quarterback, get to the line. You can have seven different plays, wide receivers, no position. You stay on this side. You stay on this side. I'm going to call out a number. I'm going to call out a, a name, and everybody knows what to do, right? And, you know, you have adjustments, but you're saying spider, 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 but then you might go web, web, web. You're giving a hand signal. You're saying this, and everybody knows it. Why? Because they've been doing this for 16 years, going back to McCarthy and Green Bay. It worked back then because it was back then, right. and it worked back then too. And for years, because you had Aaron Rodgers, his mm-hmm. offense don't work for anybody else. Nobody else. Like, what are we doing here? I don't like it. <laughs> I, I like McAdoo, but I don't like this offense. And, and, and listen, maybe he's doing something different, but that that don't work, man. You hear these players yeah. all the time saying, "Man, they know what we were doing." Yeah, bro. Like they called it out. That's what it's like in that offense. Web, 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 spider, spider, spider. All right, this guy's running this. <laughs> Every, <laughs> the whole secondary is calling it out. So, so with that being said, who do you think is going to start week one? QB. Well, uh, Mayo QB. is, you know, I think this is just uh, PR, you know, maybe trying to increase his value. But he said, I love Mayo. I mean, I love uh, uh, Mac. I, 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 Mac Jones, Mac Jones, right? I love Mac Jones. You don't believe that. You know, I, I like him. He's high. He's, he's coming out like he's high on them, but I don't think that's the way. Who starts week one? One of these quarterbacks in the draft, man. The new you got to move on from Mac. Mac looked bad. And there's so many opportunities with how they ended their season. I think four and 12. So they have a, I think, f- top five draft pick. Put that's Mac in insane. the back, man. Put Mac to the back. Put Mac in the back. Mac is why you guys don't he's like not, that. He's not done. He's not done. He's not done, but, you know, uh, he's done in – he should be done in New England. But he's not done in the NFL. We can see what happens. But I, I think it's time for them to move on. Packing the Mac in the back of the act. Ooh, I like that. Packing <laughs> nice. the back in the Mac in the back. They have the, the jack in the back in the – Yeah. Pack him up. Pack him up. Pack him so up. So we packing him up, and we getting another QB in uh, New England, essentially. Uh, and they have a good pick by having top three. I mean, you got Kalen probably going to Chicago and so forth, but I'm thinking, like, is it Jaden Daniels? I, I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know. You know, they're going to pick a quarterback, right? Um, now, could they be a, a team that's in on a Justin Fields, a uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, uh, a Russell Wilson? Um Will any of those quarterbacks want to even go there, right? But it could be so many different scenarios. It, it, it's just interesting, man. Like I, the Patriots, they're, they're like they went from like the the creme de la creme, the best. Always talked about to us like it's boring talking about the Patriots. I'm being honest I mean, now. Yeah, Dude, who cares? It happens. It happens to the San Antonio Spurs. Like it's happening. It's starting to happen to the Golden State Warriors. Like yeah. it ends. All good things come to an end. Like yeah, that came to an end now they got to just try to retool and see if they can start a whole so, other thing but it's it's over over since you since you brought up basketball um is it time for golden state to move on from clay will they move on from clay i think the trade deadline's coming up here now yeah uh three three p.m tomorrow it's three p.m tomorrow yeah yeah three p.m Would, tomorrow's trade deadline. should they move on from clay i think so yeah, they should probably get what they can for Clay. Honestly, I think they should try to move on from Draymond as well, but um they seem kind of stubborn over there as far as um 
their core guys go. So I don't know what they're going to do, but they should try to get some assets for Clay or Dream and or Draymond and give Steph another chance to like really get a couple more rings out of this thing. But mm. you know. Yeah, now, Steph now, still has that, it, that, what, that motive. Anything anything uh are you anticipating anything? Any surprises? It seems like it may be a quiet uh, uh, trade deadline. Um, looking on the line here, there's a couple of things. I know there was a small trade right now with Utah and I believe the Wizards just happened. Something A small trade. But as far as like any big movers, I'll just be on the lookout for like DeJounte Murray, see what the Lakers are going to do, who they're trying to, if they're going to make any moves there. Um DeJounte, Malcolm Brogdon. There's a couple guys who may be on the move, Kelly Olenek in Utah. Um, no blockbusters. Most of the big trades, I think, have happened already, the big trades. But there's a couple guys who who are on the block who's sweating it out till 3 p.m. tomorrow, for sure. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Jalen, any concern around Jalen? He goes down. I just saw that. I interrupted my whole little spill, my little rant. And Jaylen's I saw Jalen. Jalen's good. He took a little spill last night, turned the ankle. It looked ugly at first, but he got up, walked off on his own volition. Everything seemed like it's okay. There's no no severe ankle sprain. We're not sure if he's going to miss any games. Um, All-Star break is coming up soon, so most teams, most guys are just trying to like make it to All-Star break so they can rest up for the uh, home stretch for the second part of the season that you actually like. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, this yeah, no, but Jalen, Jalen's good. Get at it. Yeah, Jalen's Jalen's good. good. You sure? You got nervous? Were you nervous? Yeah. Oh, I was nervous. I was watching it. I was watching it. It was. I was nervous. The whole arena. Everybody is just. I'm looking on. I'm like, oh no. It's over. Like, nah, we can't afford that right now. Julius is down with the shoulder. Like, we can't lose Brunson right now. So, nah, he's good. He looks like he's gonna be good. And uh, we dodged one. We dodged one there with that one. So. Yeah. Big dodge. Big dodge. Big time. Hey, we, we got coming up. Is it about that time? Yes, yeah, about that time. So, look, uh, one of the things I, I love doing um, on the platform is sitting down one-on-one with some of our favorite athletes and, and catching up. Some of you guys missed, you know, our catch-up with Travis Kelsey not too long ago because he's in the Super Bowl again, right? And there's so much around him and his brother and Taylor Swift. And this team, we wanted to run this back. It was interesting, right? Like, you know, this was when they were still trying to figure out which way they were going. We were figuring out what's going on with Travis Kelsey. Is he done? Is this the end for Travis Kelsey? What's going on with Taylor Swift? Uh, so let's go back and, and, and let's 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 catch up with Travis Kelsey again. This was a sit down that we did, and we felt like it was right to bring this back because it's Super Bowl week and the Chiefs are back in it. Four Super Bowls in six years? Insane. Travis Kelsey, what up? Here we go. What's going on, <laughs> My dog. What's going What's on? Up? Man, you hey. already know. Me and, me and B. Marsh have been trying to get this together for a long time, man. I'm sorry it took so long, big dog, but I'm glad we're finally getting getting on the two together, man. You see you see, you see see what superstars do, Ashley and B-Flow? You see what they do? You know what I mean? He says, okay, we gonna, he going to come on this virtual one. No, in the off season, we're going to do a sit down as well. I need it. You already know. I got to. I got to. I got to get it. You already know. we got. It's a way better vibe when you get everybody sit down in, in one room, man. You Listen, know what we're going 
Ashley said it, you know, you, you're, you're probably the face of the NFL right now. And it's, it's been that way since uh, the Super Bowl. No, seriously, bro. Like there's a lot going on, but you go back to the Super Bowl, you went on a crazy run and you start popping up every single where. So the, the, the first question I have a little easy toss up for you. Like, is there anything new happening in your world uh, post Super Bowl? Uh, anything? Anything. There's a whole lot, baby. We're, we're six and one trying to. Or okay. I, are we six and one? Yeah, we're six and one trying to get to seven and one. Um, and obviously I got a lot of stuff going on off the field. You see me in just about every other commercial uh, when, when we're on the tube. So it's just it's a it's been a fun ride, man. I'll say that it's crazy what kind of doors open up for you when you win the Super Bowl. And on top of that, man, uh, just always living life to the fullest. You know that. Well, well, listen, you mentioned you guys are six and one. You guys, meaning the kids, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> You mentioned being six and one. Obviously, we're talking about the Kansas City Chiefs. And we had an interesting conversation on the show. I believe it was yesterday mm -hmm. when talking about just how far ahead of the other best teams in the NFL are the Kansas City Chiefs. You look at the Eagles, you look at the 49ers, you look at the Miami Dolphins. I think we've seen a lot of weird games where teams that should be beaten aren't beaten and vice versa. So where would you say the Kansas City Chiefs are amongst their competition? Would you say it's a drastic fall off from where you guys are and everybody else, or is it a lot closer than people think? I think it's always a lot closer than what everybody thinks. This is the National Football League, and it's and it's any given Sunday for a reason. Um, you got to come with it every single week, and it, that's the highs and lows that you got to go through throughout the season to kind of find your team's identity and everything. And we're still doing that in Kansas City. We're still finding, you know. Ways to win with uh, with the new pieces, uh, even adding a guy like Nicole Hardman. This thing is just the the ball the the ball is just going to keep rolling, and uh, and we got one five back there on the offensive side to be able to handle anything that a defense can throw at us. So it's just it's always nonstop, just trying to evolve and uh, keep things rolling. So Kelsey, many believe right, <laughs> you the best flow, weapon. What's up, baby, my dog? <laughs> But nah, for real, uh, many believe you're the best weapon in football right now, right? But I don't care what everybody else think. I want to hear Travis Kelsey's opinion on Travis Kelsey and how you impact mm. the game. <laughs> mm. I love that. I'll tell you what, Flo, man. I mean, you've been here. You've, you've seen kind of this offense from when I first got here to where it is now. And I've been fortunate that I've been able to ha get handed that trust uh, to show up every single week. And um, not everybody gets that, uh, that opportunity. And I understand that uh, with that opportunity comes a lot of responsibility to, to be there for my guys, to be ready every single game, to be ready to get open no matter what the defense is presenting. And um, I, I think Coach Reed has done an unbelievable job with not only myself, but letting this offense evolve into what it is today, uh, knowing that you got a guy like Pat Mahomes back there who can do it all. He can handle uh, everything from the game mentally and physically. And it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely become – um, a unique position, you know. It's a, this the this, the way we use our tight ends and uh, and receivers in this offense is different than every other position or every other offense in the league. And um, I think that uh, one one hundred percent, we definitely got the upper hand because of all the madness and the minds uh, that we have in the building. Listen, man, it, it's cool when possible goats uh, call you to goat. So listen, hearing Tony Gonzalez, who was right there, bro, did some legendary stuff. You know, I battled against you guys for a while being in Denver. Um, and then you have Antonio Gates. You have Shannon Sharp, Uncle uh, Shannon, saying that, no, that is the GOAT. Even Rob uh, uh, Gronkowski came out and said the same thing. Um, you're 34, bro. If y'all win the Super Bowl this year, are you coming back? And how Man. long are you going to do it? 
I'll tell you what, man. I live I live day to day, man. I um I love coming into this building, and I appreciate you saying that, man. That means a lot because those those guys that you just named, I got all the love and all the respect in the world for those guys' games, and obviously all the all the love and respect for you, Marsh. But um, you know, every every situation is different in the league, and uh, I've been blessed that I've been here, been able to be fortunate enough to be on the field more times than not. Um, and like I said, like I was talking about earlier, getting those kind of opportunities. Um, I'm going to keep uh, I'm going to keep enjoying coming into the building. I said it a few months ago. I'm going to try and play until the wheels fall off. <laughs> Who knows when the wheels fall off? <laughs> you right, know, right, right, um, right. It's, it's different for everybody. And uh, as, as, as long agree, as I'm bro. still going out there getting seven catches for one 180 and a touchdown, um, you're going to probably see me keep coming back. Listen, you're one of the ones that tra that's going to transition nicely. You're actually doing it while you're in your prime. And that's what I always tell younger guys. It's like, whatever you want to do post-career, do it in your prime. So you're already doing that. But I will say, bro, there's nothing like running out of that tunnel. I've never experienced oh, yeah. the Super Bowl. So, like, you only can uh, tell us how that felt. But, like, yes, keep doing it, man, because it's such an honor and a, a blessing and a privilege and amazing feeling to, to do what you're doing. So I agree with where you're at right now. I appreciate it, man. Well, on the top on the topic of that, I mean, when did you decide? At what point in your career did you decide, like, okay, now is the time that I can start parlaying into other things? We saw you on the cover of Vanity Fair. You did SNL, which was phenomenal. It's ridiculous. You've been you you're in every commercial. We've seen you, you know, out and about different events. I mean, when did you decide? Okay, I feel like I've conquered enough of football. There's a lot more to conquer, but I I'm good here. I can start venturing out to other places. Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, it, it was always, you know, that was one of the goals of me coming into the NFL was making sure I, you know that the NFL is short career for everybody. So it can't be your, you know, your final destination, so to speak. Um, so getting out from under the face mask and into somebody's living room and to try and gather that uh, that following or get a brand about yourself in the right way um, or present a brand uh, the right way. I think uh, that was always one of the main goals. For me uh coming into the league and then on top of that um balancing you know is he doing too much off the field is he not focusing on football i've always been a football first kind of guy you when i come in the building i am focused on winning football games and coming in and uh just being the best teammate i possibly can and i never want that uh with that perception uh to be deterred and um i think i just you know I, I have fun with getting out and going to all these events and meeting people and, and being in front of a camera like I did on SNL. I, I enjoy all of that. So it's just kind of been like a slow transition into what opportunities I can uh, I can get myself into. And um, it just kind of, you know, juggling the balance of always making football the first and the main goal and uh, everything else kind of secondary for when my career is over. So being a professional football player, right, or professional athlete, we all alphas for the most part. And we feel yeah. like when we on our game, there's nobody out there that's going to stop us, right? But what guy would you say when you face him, like, man, I know I'm in for a long one because he him, and I got to go against him out here? Man, um, that's a good question. I'll tell you what, man, nothing, I think uh, early on in my career, and I'm, I'm, I'm patting you on the back because you were a part of this too, was going up against that defense my, my first couple of years in the league. It was true. I, <laughs> in practice every single day, and like that defense was one of the most unbelievable like group of men that I'd ever seen assembled in a locker room. And uh, with you, Eric Berry, Justin Houston, Tamba, DJ, yeah. you know, the, the list just keeps Oof. going on. There were, there was, what'd you say? 
I said, woo. I, you know, I went up against you. Oh, said, yeah, Tom, no, I said, woo. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, B felt that pressure. Lot, there, was a lot, there was a lot of action going on my, my first, like, really three to four years in the league um, just in the building. And I, when I tell you that's going up against that kind of talent every single day, um, it gave me confidence to really I, – I, I can't tell you if I actually go into a game uh, nervous or kind of have any doubt. Um, I got I got all the confidence that our game plan and uh, the the technique and just how I go about things uh, that we're gonna find a way to uh, to get not only win the game but have some success. Yo, so we had this debate. I think it was yesterday. It was yesterday yeah. on our show. Um, will Patrick Mahomes catch Brady? Will he eclipse him as the goat? Keep it oh, real, yeah. bro. Like, let's say, hold on. Okay, cool. I thought you was gonna give me a diplomatic answer because you're still playing <laughs> oh, yeah. ball. No, that's my guy, right, man. Ahead. That's my guy. I see it every single day. You know, I, I obviously I got all the respect for Tom Brady. I wasn't able to get him in the playoffs, so I've got I, I've been Tom Brady, my multiple times in my career. So I got all the love for him, and he is the goat, and uh, and you know, the best to ever do it. But I think right now the, the rate that Pat is at, um, how he's doing it, um, I think it's a little bit more all on Pat than it was on 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 Brady. At least uh, Brady's like first couple years to where Pat is now. Um, and, uh, you know, that's only going to keep evolving and it's only going to keep going up. And I just think, you know, uh, one five has an ability to just find, find a way to get things done. Uh, even when it breaks down or, you know, he's got to make this crazy throw across field. And, uh, that's just something you just haven't seen in the NFL. And he's been doing it since his first snap. And, uh, and I I think he's going to play a long, long time. So, uh, I think he'll catch him in all the accolades, but, um, I think the biggest thing is always going to be those Super Bowls, man. That's a lot of Super Bowls. How many Super Bowls is he going to have when it's all said and done? <laughs> Only time will tell. Only time will tell. I'm going to try and get him another one this year, though. Okay, I love that. I love that. Good answer, Listen, good Deion Sanders is in the news a lot, and I heard that time, Straight time. to My Feet is one of your uh, pregame songs, or it was <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Is it still the case? <laughs> it's still, yeah. I got my game day playlist. I got a... I, it's really what I'm feeling, but um, straight to my feet. I mean, primetime is one of the is one of the best to ever do it, both in uh, in all aspects of life. I mean, he he absolutely just thrives, and it's it's the way he carries himself. And I think uh, that song right there is like I don't know, it kind of puts an aura around him that I really you know I I can really uh, understand. And um, I'm I'm all about the kicks too, so I guess that <laughs> that has something to do with it as well. But uh, yeah, prime time he he gets me right before the games for sure. How much are you loving what he's doing for college football I mean, in Colorado right now? I've never wa- I haven't watched as much college football in I mean close to the closest since I was in college, and uh, he's got me excited about every single matchup he goes up against. He's just bringing uh, what he brings to everything, and that's energy and just good uh, good vibes, and uh, you just want to be a part of it, man. You're at least you want to witness it and uh, and see what where it's gonna go, um, and you know what I got all I got all the faith that he's gonna find a way to keep winning over there. So Kelsey, let's remove you out of this conversation right now, right? <laughs> so you know we always admire and watch all the players around the league. Who are your most top three dangerous weapons in the league right now? Oh, dangerous weapons! I mean, I'd be silly not to say Tyreek Hill, man. Um, I saw. I was saying it from the from the day that he got here in Kansas City. Like, if you don't have this guy on your fantasy team, you need to get pick him up right now. I mean, the guy is he's a he's a touchdown waiting to happen every single snap. Um, the most electrifying player I've ever played with or ever even seen with the ball in his hands. 
Um, so Tyreek is by far, I mean, he's, he's always been up here as number one weapon the NFL has ever seen, let alone uh, right now in the league. Um, who else would be up there? Man, I'll tell you what. Um, I'll keep the rest in the tight end room. George Kittle doesn't get enough targets, man. I've said it. Mm. I've said it for a long, long time. Kittle, who he is with the ball in his hands is is unbelievable. He he's he's a running back at 250 pounds. It's it, it doesn't make any sense that he doesn't get seven <laughs> to ten targets a game. Um, he's notorious for like almost leading the league in yards after catch. And it's uh, I just think I think their offense would be that much better if you get an 85 to ball. Um, who else is that? And then Mark Andrews, man. Mark Andrews can get open any coverage, any way possible. It's such a unique offense over there. Um, and he's kind of like the madness that ties the run and the pass together. He can do it all. And uh, he never gets enough love, man. He, he had a pretty good game this uh, last game with two tutties. So I'm, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say those three. Y'all tight ends stay there's, together. There's I obviously see. Plenty, plenty of talent out there. Say it again. There you go. I love that. He said y'all tight ends stick together. Oh, yeah. Forever, baby. <laughs> So, 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 listen, Trev. You know, man. I'm big into mental health. I'm a field guy, right? I'm a field guy. Mm -hmm. uh, you know. So, how did you feel when Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, I'm watching the game. I'm, I'm watching the game. Jets, you know, versus the Chiefs. It's in New York, MetLife Stadium. Before the game, I see this beautiful shot of you guys embracing each other. You're going over there showing them love. You're a field guy too. And then all of a sudden, after the game, he's on the Pat McAfee show. And oh, then yeah. he, he, you know, he takes a shot at you. How did you feel? I didn't, I didn't think it was as much of a shot. I think it was a, it was a, you know, he has his, he has his ways. He has his, uh, his thoughts, how he feels about things is, um, and, and he has the right to have that, you know, it's up to how you feel about certain things. It's up to you, man, to each his own. And, uh, I think he was just having fun with it. Um, but I'm no, I'm no debater, man. I'm, you're not going to see me up here, you know, going to a great debate against Aaron Rodgers over something like that. I think it's uh it's all fun and games and um at least between us and uh I got all the respect for him. And before the game, man, I was just making sure he knew that we all were excited to see what was gonna go down in the at, at the Jets. I think it was a fun right. opportunity for right. everybody, how he presented himself on hard knocks and how the team was kinda, you know, had some had some excitement going into the season. Um it was just uh it was uh you know, it was a dagger when he uh he went down with the uh the calf deal or the uh, Achilles. So so, so uh, when you guys see the Jets in the playoffs, will we see another embrace like that before the <laughs> game? Not making. I mean, I'll the Jets got to get there if first. I see him the game. If I see him today, I'll go up to him and say what's up and laugh about it. I'm sure, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, who knows? Who knows what he might take a shot at me just because he knows I'm going up against him. I don't know. You know, who knows? Right, right. Who knows if this thing keeps going? I think the Jets got to get there first. Yeah, That's they fair definitely not making a right? playoff. You can't say that. Stop hating, Kelsey. You can't say that. But the Jets not making. They not getting there. Let's just be honest. But listen, in case people were unaware, there's another Super Bowl champion in the family. Your brother Jason, who is the starting center for the Philadelphia Eagles, who also are rocking and rolling right now. I personally believe the best center in the NFL. I feel like that's a fair assessment. You guys also have your podcast together, which is doing numbers. So we're going to play a little game of who's better, but we need honest answers only, okay? Honest okay. answers only. Who right. is the better athlete? I mean, pound for pound, Jason's faster, stronger, uh, more physical. Uh, he's got he's got some elusiveness to him a little bit. Um, and uh, I would say probably played, uh, I don't know. I, would, I can make an argument for me, but I'm going to give it to Jason. Okay. Who is the better dresser? 
Um, me all day. Jason can't figure out what to wear ever. And he's wearing flip flops in, in the snow type stuff. He's me on the call when it comes to putting things on. But I heard you say it takes you three hours to pick out your game day outfit. No, see, that was that was taken out of context. They, they asked me, when do you start to think for, think about uh, what you're going to wear? And I said, I'm, I'm not thinking about it the day before, the night before. I'm just, you know, showing up. I might look yeah. in my closet and start like three hours before I have to be at the stadium or something. This is more, more often just like, I like the, uh, the creative rush I get from uh, procrastinating. Okay. Oh. Who who is the better dancer? Man, everybody sees me dance, but when you get Jason, like he's a, he's a wedding dancer. You get him at a <laughs> wedding, he just cuts it loose. He takes over the dance floor. He gets pretty wild. So I'm gonna say Jason. Like that's his like hidden talent. All right. And lastly, who is funnier? Oh, Jason, by far. I get the more the most most of the humor I get is because of uh, that guy. Um, I think uh, if you just watch New Heights, you'll you'll figure out, you know, that he's definitely the uh, the funny one, the comedian in the family. Oh, absolutely! I don't know if you guys saw, but Jason giving Travis the rundown of Twilight was hilarious. <laughs> like he had it pound for pound, knew every single movie, and Travis could not be any less interested. It was actually very funny. He's a maniac. <laughs> At he's one point, maniac. he was talking to himself. Um, we're gonna let for you. Sure. <laughs> We're going to well, let you before, go in a few minutes, but Brandon, I know you, you got something. Yeah, I called Cap on, on Kelsey when he when he talked <laughs> about, you know, starting to think about his outfit three uh, hours before. But then, you know, I understood it when you said, well, I like the creative rush that it gives me. Um, uh -huh. I consider you, damn, bro, I don't know. It's hard. I, I You're definitely top three dressed um, okay. in the NFL. You're top three, but <laughs> I, I want to hear your top five dressed. Man, um, I mean, Odell is always, he's always up there at number one for me, man. The guy puts it together. Um, who else does that? Stephon Diggs is another one. Um, my guy, my guy, Chris Jones puts it together pretty, pretty well. I'm not going to keep it, I'm going to keep it in Kansas City too and go Harrison Bucker. You ever seen Harrison Bucker get ready for a game? Go ahead and that is a dapper gentleman right there. And I believe it's all his brands as well. Um, and then a sneaky one, uh, Smith in the Philadelphia. Mm. Devontae. Yes, oh, I see. Yep, 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 yep. Just a smooth, it. you know, I, I, I haven't seen too much of him this year, but I remember last year he was coming with the uh, the full ensembles, you know, making it all make sense with the suit game. And I definitely respect right. that. Yeah, Smitty, right. Smitty can put it on. Yeah, yeah he and sure. he, he's slender, so he can wear those, like, really European cut suits. But... Travis, exactly. we want to wish you a absolutely amazing rest of the season, a healthy season. We know you've kind of been battling a little situation, so we want to send you positivity, and we hope to see yes, you at the Super Bowl, not at Radio Row, right but now. on the field. All right now. Right. All right now. You <laughs> hey, already man. know. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, Thank you. You're it. a stand-up guy, man. You know, a lot of guys in your position won't take the time to jump on uh, a show like this. We're building, bro. You know, you guys are entrepreneurs. You guys got so many things going, so you understand it. You get it. So just no, want to say thank man. you, man, for just being a man in your word and and blessing us with this with this day. <clears throat> My yes, dog, sir. listen, you yes, already sir. know it's always love and respect. Flo, man, it's good to see you, big dog. Always, bro, always. <laughs> Have love. a good one. Love. Bye. The longest field goal ever attempted is seventy six yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters.
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You can start your day off right. When you find a professional on Angie to get your plumbing right first. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.